minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Of 
לפעמים כבר אין אותו רוח, לפעמים הכל נורא. יש ימים שבא לברוח, יש ימים שאין ברירה. אל תדאג, יהיה בסדר, בסוף הכל עובד. עוד רגע זה מגיע, אתה כבר מתגבר. מתפלל בכל הכוח, רוצה לבכות ממש. זה הלב שלא שוכח, אני נסער נרגש. פתאום מתוך החושך, עולה מעט האור. כל הצללים ינוסו, פתאום אתה גיבור. יהיה בסדר, השם אוהב אותך. יהיה בסדר, השם שומר אותך. יהיה בסדר, אין שום דאגות. יהיה בסדר, הכל יכול לקרות. יהיה בסדר, השם אוהב אותך. יהיה בסדר, השם שומר אותך. יהיה בסדר, אין שום דאגות. יש רגעים אני שוקע, צולל כל כך עמוק, מחפש את התשובה, הולך כל כך רחוק, אל תדאג יהיה בסדר, בסוף הכל עובד, עוד רגע זה מגיע, אתה כבר מתגבר, נושא עיניי למעלה אל עבר ההרים, מתי תשמע קולי קורא לאלוקים, פתאום מתוך החושך עולה מהטהות, כל הצללים ינוסו פתאום אתה גיבור, יהיה בסדר, השם אוהב אותך, יהיה בסדר, השם שומר אותך, יהיה בסדר, אין שום דאגות, יהיה בסדר, הכל יכול לקרות, יהיה בסדר, השם אוהב אותך, יהיה בסדר, השם שומר אותך, יהיה בסדר, אין שום דאגות.
is a king, but in his humble place. Shabbat Shalom. It's nice to be at home. Shabbat Shalom. It's nice to be at home. Children sing Shabbat Shalom. It means so many things, like Ima, Abba, Torah to make my soul to sing, make my soul to sing. Shabbat Shalom. It's nice to be at home. Shabbat Shalom. To be at home. Friday morning with the heartwarming Shabbat Shalom from Diaspora here at JM in the AM. Before that, Micha Gammerman, brand new, Yeb is said there, that's his single, Shalom Aleichem, done by Regesh. Ruach had Kinar David. Was just in the mood to play it off of the uh, CD entitled Ruach the Greatest. Diaspora had Shira Kayam, one of the most underrated songs, in my opinion, ever. In fact, that may be, <clears throat> Jerusalem is Calling may be, one of the most underrated albums ever. So much amazing material on there. Jerusalem done by Safam as we get ready for the Yom Yushalayim special on Monday and for Yom Yushalayim on Sunday. And the Regesh Modaani opening things up as we say good morning. It's Friday on this June 3rd, the 26th of ER. Uh, today is day number 41 in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number 41 in the counting of the Omer. Five weeks and six days. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Bichu Kosai. Outside of Israel, we bench Rosh Chodesh. Uh, candlelighting time on this Erev Shabbos, 8.03. 8.03 is candlelighting time. A lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Uh, Rosh Chodesh Sivan will be Tuesday. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Sivan will be Tuesday. So Sunday is Yom Yerushalayim. Anybody near the Mizrahi on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, we, do, we have a tefillah at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning Sunday for Yom Yerushalayim. 
So keep that in mind. Monday is a Yom Chevron. Mayor Weingarten and I will present a Yom Yerushalayim Yom Chevron special on Monday morning. And then Tuesday is Rosh Chodesh Sivan. And um, there is so much going on between now and then, it's unbelievable. So much amazing programming. And, uh, of course, the highlight of the weekend will be our comprehensive uh, broadcast of the Celebrate Israel Parade on 5th Avenue at 64th Street. That's where we'll be. We are hoping and praying for good weather. We are hoping and praying that thousands of people come on out and enjoy a day of celebrating Israel, rain or shine. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you um, from 5th Avenue, presented by the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Uh, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, you'll be able to see everything on the homepage at NahumSiegel.com. You'll be able to hear everything through all of our platforms, the NSN app, jmnam.org, all of our streams, etc. And that'll go until 4 o'clock Eastern Time. So a, an amazing, comprehensive look of uh, what's happening on 5th Avenue in New York City. We are praying for good weather. <laughs> right now it's a, uh, a touchy subject, to say the least. Um, but hopefully it'll be it'll work out. And rain or shine, we're there. So if it's difficult for uh, for you to stay for the entire parade, if the weather gets challenging, then of course you can uh, just tune in and watch and listen and be part of the experience. 64 degrees outside with 89% humidity. Winds are calm. Rain today with a high of 73. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 65. Tomorrow, partly sunny, a high temperature, 83 degrees. All right, nice Shabbos day. You, <coughs> excuse me, Yerushalayim is at 91.1. We're at 64 degrees here on a Friday morning Erev Shabbos at JM in the AM. Malcolm Honeline in the weekly update an hour from now. We'll examine the uh, events of this week and the news items that are uh, of interest regarding Israel and the Jewish world. That's coming up starting at about 7.40 Eastern Time this morning here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Yudin, of course, with the Torah portion of the week, Bechukosai, as we close out the book of Ayikra. As I said, I believe it's different than Israel in terms of the parasha, but that's what we're doing outside of Israel this week. And we wrap up at 9 o'clock, Naomi Nachman on at 9 at, on jmnam.org and on nachomsegel.com with a, uh, another great edition of Table for Two. Kedem presentation of our Erev Shabbos music mix is amazing. It goes all day, and it's just incredible tuning in and listening in and being part of the experience on an Erev Shabbos. And um, Sunday, Matis has another great JM Sunday on Yom Yerushalayim on Sunday. He will actually be speaking to somebody with an amazing amount of Jewish and Israeli pride. Um, this coming Sunday, uh, between 7 and 9, Matis presents JM Sunday. And uh, his guest, his guest will be, uh, give me a second here. Um, oh, I thought I had it here. All right, I'll give you the information coming up. He has a very, very interesting guest from Israel. And as I said, Jewish and Israeli pride is something that she wears on her sleeve. Neely Block is her name. Neely Block, champion Muay Thai enthusiast. Uh, they'll talk about, Matis and Neely will talk about her kickboxing career and her pride in representing Israel. That's happening on JM Sunday on this Yom Yerushalayim. And that is coming up uh, this Sunday between 7 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream at jmnam.org. Make sure to be tuned in 
and enjoy. So there's a lot happening, a lot going on this time of year. Mazal tov to all the graduates. Mazal tov to all the um, uh, people who are getting engaged and married in this big wedding month of June. Just a lot of things happening. And um, I'm glad you're tuned in to us to find out all about it here at JM in the AM. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock, we'll continue with Simcha Liner at JM in the AM.
Eighth day, it's Shabbos now. Soon we'll be saying it's Parade Day now. <laughs> this Sunday, make sure to be tuned in to us as we broadcast from 5th Avenue and 64th Street in New York City from the center of the Celebrate Israel Parade. Before uh, Eighth Day, Mordechai Shapiro's Chizku, Shlomo Katz with Yismuchu, you heard Soul Farm and Enkel Okeinu, and Niguna Chachma done by Simcha Liner. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 and the FM Dial Broadcasting Live. In the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org and of course on the NSN app. You can use the NSN app to comment during the parade on Sunday. You can also use the NSN app to comment right now. You can also use the NSN app to tune in and listen in. If you want to watch... Our broadcast of the parade, you go to NahumSiegel.com on the homepage starting 11 a.m. Eastern Time this coming Sunday. Galait Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Friday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam in the Ant. Galait Sal, Ashashtayim, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imashakore Achshav. השר לשעבר גדעון סער במתקפה חריפה בעקבות הרחבת הקואליציה. כתבנו תומר ורון שמע אותו בכנס התאחדות בוני הארץ באילת. עצוב לראות את המערכת הפוליטית מאבדת את הבלמים והאיזונים האחרונים. התחושה שהכל שכיר, הכל מותר, אין כבר פרות קדושות, גם הביטחון הפך לכלי משחק פוליטי. בנושא של עבודת הקבינט הביטחוני. זה נושא פוליטי? צער הוסיף, אזרחי המדינה רוצים שהפוליטיקאים יפסיקו לספסר בביטחון. עם זאת, הדגיש כי הוא לא מכוון לשר הביטחון ליברמן באופן אישי, ולדבריו, אין לי ארץ אחרת ואני מאחל לו הצלחה בתפקיד. כ-200 אלף איש משתתפים כעת במצעד הגאווה בתל אביב תחת אבטחה כבדה. ראש העיר רון חולדאי הזניק את הצועדים. אנחנו צועדים לאט לקראת חברה שתהיה חברה שווה יותר, מכבדת יותר, שמאפשרת לכל בן אדם לבטא את חייו כפי שימצא לנכון. בתוך כך, חברת הכנסת מיכל רוזין ממרץ הצטלמה במצעד עם מדבקה הנושאת את הכיתוב נמשך לסמוטריץ'. חבר הכנסת מהבית היהודי הגיב בצורה מעוררת מחלוקת. מדווח כתבנו מיכאל האוזר טוב. אז יש לך טעם טוב, אבל אני כבר תפוס, צייץ סמוטריץ' בתגובה לרוזין. אני נשוי באושר וגאה להיות אב במשפחה נורמלית עם אבא, אימא וילדים חמודים. דברי חבר הכנסת. כתבנו איתמר קציר מוסר שהרחובות החסומים, בהם בוגרשוב, ארלוזרוב, בן יהודה, אלנבי, הירקון, רוקח ואחרים, יחלו להיפתח בשעה שלוש. בפריז נמשכת ועידת השלום ביוזמת צרפת ובהשתתפות 29 שרי חוץ מהעולם. פדריקה מוגריני, שרת החוץ של האיחוד האירופי, קראה לישראל ולפלסטינים להשלים עם הצורך במשא ומתן משותף עם מדינות נוספות. כתבנו נתנאל דרשן. בהצהרה לעיתונות אמרה מוגריני כי על ירושלים ורמאללה לחתור לפתרון כולל בשיתוף מדינות האזור, וכי ללא התערבות חיצונית קשה להאמין כי הושג הסדר מדיני. על המעצמות לפעול למען הסכם בין שני הצדדים, אמרה מוגריני והדגישה. המשך יישום הסכמי אוסלו נמצא בסכנה ממשית. 
מזג האוויר, היום ומחר שרבי. ולסיום, הממשלה לא הסכימה לבנות יחידת דיור לפצוע האנוש מצוק איתן, יהודה הישראלי. האזרחים תרמו את מלוא הסכום תוך חצי יממה. כתבנו אריאל זיגלר. מיזם ההד סטארט שנפתח רק אתמול בשמונה בערב גייס את מלוא הסכום הנדרש, 600,000 שקלים, לטובת בניית יחידה מונגשת ליהודה הישראלי, פצוע צוק איתן המתגורר בעופרה. משרד הביטחון סירב להעביר את התקציב בשל היעדר היתר בנייה ביישוב שממוקם מעבר לקו הירוק, מה שהוביל לפתיחת מיזם מימון המונים על ידי תנועת ישראל שלי. ממשפחת הישראלי נמסר, אנו נפעמים לגודל החיבוק החם, ומקווים שמפגן האחדות הזה ישפיע גם על המנהיגים. לעדכונים נוספים חפשו גל"צ בטוויטר. אלה החדשות שעורך ישי שנרב, בצוות שילה פריד ונועם נויפלד.
shared it with his family, his children and his wife. They learn new things each day to live the Torah way. The message of one Shabbos here to stay. And now I never miss a chance to stop and look around. Invite some people home to share the sights and sounds of Shabbos candlelight and Zmiro's Friday night. And get to see Jewish soul ignite. Just one Shabbos and we'll all be free. Shabbos project, come and join with me. We'll sing and dance to the sky with our spirits so high. We will show them all is true. Let them come and join. In the AM, that is the uh, Just One Shabbos selection that was released for the Shabbos Project. Benny Friedman, uh, Eighth Day, a whole bunch of great performers on that one. Friday morning broadcast, it's JM in the AM. Hello, everybody. Day 41 in the counting of the Omer. Erev Shabbos Parshas Bechukosai outside of Israel. Israel is at Bamidbar, which means it's rare, but in Israel's case this year, Bamidbar will not be the Parsha before Shavuos. Next week on Shabbos, they will read Nusso and then go into the holiday of Shavuos on uh, Saturday night. Uh, for us, it will be as it normally is, or at least the tradition is, that uh, Bamidbar will be read right before Shavuos. So for us, this week, outside of Israel, it's Erev Shabbos Parshas Bichu Kosai. Rosh Chodesh Sivan is this coming Tuesday. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Tuesday is Rosh Chodesh. Candlelighting at 8.03 on this Erev Shabbos. 8.03. A lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Yom Yerushalayim is Sunday. If you're near the Mizrahi on the Lower East Side on Sunday, we have an 8 o'clock Shachris for the uh, day of Yom Yerushalayim. That's happening Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day, commemorating the 49th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem after the Six-Day War, or during the Six-Day War, uh, takes place on Sunday. Our Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chevron special, will take place on Monday, myself, me and Mayor Weingarten, yeah, all three of us. Me and Mayor, Mayor Weingarten and I, thank you. Mayor Weingarten and I will be together uh, presenting a Yom Yerushalayim special on Monday. Uh, the Kolot, the sounds of uh, 1967, will be with us in the 8 o'clock hour. Special guest from Israel, a whole bunch of stuff going on for a Monday Yom Yerushalayim, so make sure to be tuned into that. The parade, of course, is Sunday. We're praying for good weather. Keep praying, everybody. We're praying for good weather. American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem presents our broadcast coming up starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream at jmnam.org on the NSN app. And, of course, all the video live at nachomsegel.com. And you can see the whole thing starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And um, we'll try to bring you the sights and sounds of the Celebrate Israel Parade as best as we can. 
Should be a lot of fun. I, I want to remind you that Matis will start the Yom Yerushalayim uh, celebration on Sunday with JM Sunday. And on Sunday, he is going to uh, present an interview with somebody who takes amazing pride in uh, representing uh, Israel and the Jewish people. Uh, Matis on Sunday speaks with Neely Block. Neely Block is a champion Muay Thai enthusiast. And she will talk about her kickboxing career and her pride in representing Israel. That happened Sunday on JM Sunday with Matis. He's on between 7 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in at jmnam.org or on the NSN app and participate. By the way, speaking of parade, I want to give a big shout-out to Mayor Kruder. Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography is going to be at the parade, snapping away, getting some of the sights and sounds himself. Well, the sounds maybe not. Although the way he photographs, sometimes you can hear the sounds out of those pictures. Um, anyway, he's, uh, Mayor Kruder is going to be uh, snapping away uh, as uh, everyone marches up Fifth Avenue and as we broadcast from there, and I thank him. Information, you can go to Kruder.com, K-R-U-T-E-R.com, for Kruder Photography. He has been following us around from event to event, even internationally. And he'll be there Sunday on the streets of New York City. I want to wish a mazel tov to Yehuda and Hadassah Hoffman. Yehuda and Hadassah Hoffman, they have a brand new baby boy. We say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Malcolm Holmline coming up at a half hour from now. We'll kick off our weekly update and start talking about the events and news of the week. So make sure to be tuned in for that and tell your friends and relatives around the world to tune in as well. Rabbi Yudin at 8.15. Naomi Nachman coming up at 9 o'clock on jmnam.org and on the uh, Video with NahumSiegel.com on the homepage. She'll have a fresh edition of Table for Two. And then at 10 o'clock, of course, Kedem presentation of the Erev Shabbos music mix all the way until candlelighting time, in this case, till 8.03, believe it or not. That is one long Erev Shabbos music mix. And um, you should tune in and just keep it going in your office, in your car, in your home, in your kitchen, wherever you may be. Make sure to have it on uh, all through the day. Plenty more on a Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. You're listening to JM in the AM. Won't you join us at the celebration of the completion of creation? Oh, won't you join us at the Behind the mountains And the darkness of night Begins to fall Oh, light a Shabbos candle So when the stars pierce through the heavens You will hear the Queen of Shabbos call So light Shabbos candle, bring light into your home, bring love into your heart, bring peace into the world, a burning fire deep in your soul. Tired. I feel small. 
Yismichu, done by the uh, Waterbury Yeshiva and their group um, up there in Connecticut. That is uh, Yismichu from the album Stay With Me. Mila Shem, uh, that, that's the name of the album. Uh, Hatov is the song from your Achmiel Begun the Miami Boys Choir. I Baruch Chaitin Company with Shabbos Candles here at JM in the AM. 727 in the morning. Good morning, everybody. Friday, Erev Shabbos, Parshas Bechu Kosai outside of Israel. Candle lighting at 8.03. Rosh Chodesh Sivan will be on Tuesday. Yom Yerushalayim is Sunday. Yom Chevron is Monday. Our big special is Monday. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, that's going to be happening on Monday. Um, Sunday is the big parade. The Celebrate Israel Parade up 5th Avenue in New York City. Make sure to join us. Uh, American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem presents our amazing broadcast. It's going to be happening on 64th Street and 5th Avenue in New York City. So we bring you the sights and sounds of the parade, the big celebration. You could watch the entire thing on the homepage, NahumSiegel.com. You could listen at the NSN app. You could listen on jmnam.org. And um, we'll try to give you a really nice, comprehensive, fun look at what's happening in New York City on Sunday. Pray for good weather, everybody. Of course, pray for good weather. Yeah, rain is a bracha, but you know there's certain days where we don't need the rain, or <laughs> we, we better off if we don't have the rain. Let's put it that way. But every time I say something like that, I get the reaction that I can't forget that rain is a big bracha. So yes, I acknowledge that, but you know we need a little uh, we need we need a little bit of a sunshine window on Sunday for about I don't know five six seven hours that would be good rain today with a high of 73 partly cloudy tonight low 65 tomorrow partly sunny a high temperature 83 degrees you shall line right now at 91.1 degrees we're at 64 here in Jersey City good morning from JM and the AM Simcha Lustig is celebrating his offer of this Shabbos we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM reminder that um, there's a contest going on on Sunday one that we are uh, targeting to the younger crowd out there, so if you are a uh, high schooler or a college student, this might appeal to you. And the truth is, if you're at any age, it might appeal to you. Uh, the Celebrate Israel Parade is this coming uh, Sunday in New York City. 
And what we're asking is for everybody out there to um, think of the following three things. Jewish unity, brotherhood, and the love of Israel. And if a picture's worth a thousand words, what do these three concepts look like to you? We want a photograph. We want you to take a picture of some site on Sunday at the Celebrate Israel Parade that symbolizes Jewish unity, brotherhood, and love of Israel. Uh, these are the values we stand for, and we present that challenge to everybody. One photograph, submit it by tagging at Nachum Siegel Network on Instagram, at Nachum Siegel Network on Instagram. Use the hashtags uh, NSN Next Gen and Together on Fifth. And we cannot wait to talk about the winning image and images here on the air at JM and the AM. So keep that in mind. You'll see all the, if you go to Nachum Siegel Network Facebook update page, you will see uh, one, of the, um, one of the posts from earlier in the week, uh, gives you all the instructions and uh, everything you need to know about that contest. All right, so keep that in mind and uh, get ready to uh, enjoy entering that contest. Today at jmnam.org, Naomi Nachman, a brand new edition of Table for Two. She's going to be on uh, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Naomi, today is... Uh, Where are we here? Naomi today is going to feature Jamie Geller, the founder of Joy of Kosher, Dini Klein from DiniDelivers.com, then our Arab Shabbos music mix, and tomorrow night our Rummy host Saturday Night Siegel from Havdalah until 10 p.m. with great Jewish music and Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler in the Torah portion of the week, Rabbi Jacobson with Eternal Flame at 10 o'clock, Headlines with David Lichtenstein at 11 o'clock, and JM Sunday, as we said, Matis Anyom Yushalayim is going to be... Uh, speaking with um, Neely Block, champion Muay Thai enthusiast about her kickboxing career and her pride in representing Israel. She will be Matas's guest Sunday morning on Yom Yushalayim on JM Sunday. That all kicks off at 7 o'clock Eastern Time Sunday morning. Keep that in mind. Friday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up, including our weekly update. Keep it here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app.
JM in the AM, 7.37, 23 minutes before the hour. Mazel Tov going out to Yoni Freed of Brooklyn, New York, and Michal Axelrod of Ramat Beit Shemesh. They are a recently engaged couple, and we say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Hey, a reminder from our friends at Ohel, Mariano Rivera and you are stepping up to the plate for Ohel's children. There are limited tickets available for this coming Tuesday night. Starting at 6 p.m., a once-in-a-lifetime pre-Father's Day barbecue at the home of David and Leah Brecher in Lawrence, Long Island. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sports experience. You have time with Mariano, photos, autographs, a baseball toss, a Q&A session, all the details. If you uh, RSVP at area code 718-686-3214. Again, that's 718-686-3214. So your chance to um, meet Mariano Rivera and uh, be there for a pre-Father's Day barbecue this coming Tuesday night, starting at 6 p.m. at the Brecher Home in Lawrence, Long Island. And this once-in-a-lifetime sports experience brought to you by OHEL. Go to ohelfamily.org or dial 718-686-3214, 718-686-3214. All righty. There you go. JM in the AM, the day, day number 41 in the counting of the Omer, five weeks and six days, day number 41 in the counting of the Omer. Sunday is parade day. Make sure you're tuned in to us all through the day as uh, we present a uh, an amazing, a really amazing webcast of the sights and sounds of uh, what's happening on Fifth Avenue, presented by the American Committee for the Sharitetic Medical Center in Jerusalem. We are looking to forward to an amazing day. Pray for good weather, obviously. What else would you pray for? And um, and everybody get ready to enjoy. Just get ready to enjoy and uh, and to participate. And uh, you'll be able to watch the entire thing on the homepage at NahumSiegel.com. You'll hear it on the NSN app and all through the uh, computers at jmnam.org, etc., etc. Starts at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, so make sure to be tuned in and enjoy the parade in that fashion. And celebrate Israel with us. Well, Ben Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Nisan will be on Tuesday. Candle lighting at 8.03. A lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Yom Yerushalayim is Sunday. Our Yom Yerushalayim Yom Chevron special will be on Monday. Mayor Weingarten and I will present that to everybody this coming Monday right here at JM in the AM.
Ramallah's my home, but inside I feel torn. I was taught to hate Jews, to hurt and to maim, but I felt a connection I could not explain. With anger and fury thrown out of my home, confused and forsaken, I left there alone. But I feel something strange here, his voice fills the room, and over My mother to say my goodbyes She told me the truth with tears in her eyes I was taken by force, we're Jewish, now run Here's a picture to treasure, it's where you come from They gathered and stared at the photo he held An image of his grandfather's grave it beheld Rav Shloimah his cave in Svav who goes with God, I be weeping, Lel Shabbat. J.M. in the A.M. Baruch Levine with that version of L'Chad O.D. Shal Shalos before that with Anim Zmiros. Candle lighting at 8.03 Friday morning. It's J.M. in the A.M. Weekly update in a moment. I want to thank our friends at JewishWorldReview.com who continue to enthusiastically recommend to their readers, and they've got hundreds of thousands of those around the world, to utilize us for their um, Music and information needs uh, with the live stream at jmnam.org. Thank you, jewishworldreview.com. Oh, next week's a three-day untif. Start printing, folks. <laughs> you could print a million articles before uh, before Shabbos and before any untif. Um, and then use the opportunity to catch up on some of the great analysis that they provide. So thank you, jewishworldreview.com. Thank you to onlysimchas.com. They continue to build up their news feed, which is uh, even beyond all the Simcha news that they continuously have provided over the years. And uh, what goes on here seems to be a big part of that, so I thank them very much. Big thank you to OnlySimchas.com. Check them out. Parade is Sunday. Pray for good weather. We'll be celebrating Israel at 5th Avenue and 64th Street. That's where our uh, broadcast will be, presented by the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. We'll start at 11 a.m., rain or shine, that's the plan. And you'll be able to see everything at NachumSiegel.com. You'll be able to hear everything on the NSN app and, of course, at jmnam.org. 
We encourage you to uh, be in touch with us through social media, through the app, where you can comment on the home screen of the app, and um, uh, all our email addresses will be open, etc., etc., etc. So get ready for that up Fifth Avenue in New York City on Sunday. It is so important to show support for Israel and to be there. And Sunday, by the way, is the 49th anniversary. It's the 28th of ER. That's the 49th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem going back to the Six-Day War. So no better way to celebrate Yom Yerushalayim, no better way to uh, commemorate Jerusalem and Israel than by being there on Fifth Avenue in full voice this coming Sunday. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us each Friday for the weekly update here at JM in the AM. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How are you, sir? Thank God. Friend We're of here. Yeah, <laughs> we should thank God just for that. You're 100% right. friend of mine sends me the following, and I thought it was a good point. I'd love your reaction to it. Uh, the President of the United States spoke at Hiroshima just a few days ago, and, uh, quote, he said, we can stop the spread, he was referring to nuclear weapons, we can stop the spread to new nations and secure deadly materials from fanatics. Now, when you hear the President of the United States make a statement like that, in terms of the potential of uh, eliminating nukes, um, doesn't it surprise you that it's coming from someone who just was so enthusiastic about giving the uh, uh, the country of Iran the further capability because of the Iran deal to develop nuclear weapons? Well, his argument would be that they had, were able to remove a lot of the enriched uranium and that they were able to reduce and close the the uh, heavy water reactors and reduce the capability. I think the, the the words of Khamenei last week, this week actually, um, speak very clearly to it, where he, he talks about how they forced the world powers to negotiate a deal after they saw Iran's might. He said that they started off demanding that there not be once the existence of even one centrifuge in Iran, that's the exact quote, and now was forced to accept the same fact after facing the country's nuclear power. Um, they said America didn't make this concession. We took it in light of our own power. And he said we, we enriched to 20%. We built 19,000 centrifuges, the production of second, third, and fourth generation centrifuges, and a heavy water plant, etc. He doesn't say what they, were, what they closed down, but what we saw further was the report of the International Atomic Energy Agency, which was supposed to be given, you know, clear accessibility, availability of uh, uh, of all of the to the, all of the facilities, and the fact is that the report lacks the details about the critical implementation er- issues. It makes, um, and while it says that in general Iran was living up to the commitments, there are so many questions in which the experts some of whom were, were not opposed to, to, the, to the deal, says, they say that, that even earlier reports gave greater detail. They don't talk about what access they got. It simply says Iran has the enrichment of UF-6 tons, etc. I don't want to go into the technical details that people will, you know, their eyes glaze over, but those things are significant because that is the measure by which you know whether Iran is actually living up to the deal. And they don't it doesn't say whether the centrifuges of Bordeaux have been removed as required. Um, it doesn't say how many uh, centrifuges are enriching it, not tons. 
Uh, it is not doesn't give the information about the amount of 20 percent uh, LEU that remains in Iran. And one of the big questions is about the the heavy water, which is essential in in making uh, plutonium for bombs. That the that we're going to purchase from Iran its excess because they're only supposed to have up to I think 35 or 40. Uh, uh, um, uh, t- 32 tons that the United States is going to buy in order, uh, as part of 50 tons that they're s- sending out. And we're buying it from Iran. Rather than telling Iran, you can't produce it, you got to stop, you can't exceed the 130 metric tons, which was the cap uh, for the reporting period. Um, and they didn't perhaps surpass the cap, but in order for them not to, we're buying it from them. And they have stored in Oman uh, 50 tons of this. So the question is, who owns it? If, if if they own it, then it should count to the cap, and then they're over. So there were many, many issues. I won't go through all of them, but but you know there are pages of the questions that were not answered. Who are, who are your in this report? Who are your allies on this? Who, who in Washington is you know as angry as you are about this and demanding more real details about what's there and what's not there? The experts are. You know, people. Uh, I saw that David Albright was former inspector. Andrea Stricker, many others, and and the members of Congress. You know that the House of Representatives voted 250 something to 168 uh, this week to bar the U.S. government from further purchase of heavy water from Iran, and um, and that's only one expression. There are other pieces of legislation that are going through in order to assure compliance um, to by the um, by Iran. Um, and by the way, you know that that the Iran deal is still hitting the banking snags, the 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 restrictions, both from U.S. banks because of the existing sanctions. And there is now in Congress uh, the renewal of the Iran Sanctions Act, which is very important because that a gives the snapback provision any any substance if it in fact could be real at all. That would be the basis on which it, it would take place. And we're seeing that the the activities of Iran, you know, the supposed strengthening of moderates, and everybody agrees today, and even those who are the biggest proponents agree that Rouhani is not a moderate, that that the uh, the regime has taken no steps, if anything, uh, gone much worse. And now we see that they're building a missile base in in, uh, a place called Saeed Sadak, which is in uh, Iraqi Kurdistan. The biggest base they have, uh, IRGC base, and a missile base. Now, some people have said they didn't, but but they've been seen. The leaders like Soleimani and the heads of the IRGC are there. Hel- Iranian helicopters circling around it all the time. This will be a forward base for them for the control of Iran, which is their goal. They do not want to have a situation again where they were able to go back. So they're going to denude Iran of control, and make sure that there's this radical Shiite government in place there. So. The, the, and they're saying that this is to protect the religious borders of Iran on foreign grounds. I don't know how these moderates change so quickly in just a few months. My gosh. Um, exactly. Khamenei's uh, um, statements, this is just you know beating Iran's chest and trying to win the propaganda war within his own country, I assume, right? Right. That's the way right. it is. And you but, yeah, but take his word seriously because he means it. This is how he perceives it. And they perceive the, them, themselves as having had a victory in this regard. Right, and you always remind us you have to remember who the audience is when someone speaks like that, and that's who he's uh, tailoring it to. So. Yeah, but it's also a regional audience, and the rest of the region looks at this and said, what, what have we done? Well, what, what have we really cut back? Their capacity remains. 
So it'll take 10 years when, when the, the restrictions are lifted, or five years with the conventional weapons, eight years on the missiles. And in the meantime, they're developing all this capacity. I just wonder what Washington thinks, and you know, those who are so pro the Iran deal today. How do they feel when they hear when they hear Iran declare victory, so to speak? Well, the people in the region are, in any event, uh, very disaffected and, and feel that that Iran is getting away with everything, including missile tests and et cetera, with no additional price to be paid. The uh, United States has imposed a few extra sanctions. Uh, Hezbollah sanctions remain others. But but the impression, the perception, which is really what is key, is that um, that Iran is getting away with it. Right. Um, did you see this thing that the 73% of stabbers in these latest terror wave over the last year or two have Israeli IDs? I'm wondering, is that it? Is that unusual? I mean, if we would go back to you know to the intifadas and the terror attacks that unfortunately you know uh, we're, we're coming at uh, the people of Israel in, in you know in such large measure w- would the statistic be around the same or 73 percent you know much higher than what we you know saw years ago well it is higher uh, and many of these are people who moved uh, and married people in West Bank or elsewhere or in Israeli in Israel itself which is part of the problem because there's a you know a large number many tens of thousands who came to the Galil and other areas, um, largely from uh, Jordan and the West Bank, and they married people, and then they get Israeli citizenship, and they settled, and, you know, the population imbalance in, in the Galil is a reflection of that. The, the, the 73%, though, I think, is a high number. I mean, it's certainly a significant number. I mean, I, I assume the point, not the point, but one of the conclusions we can draw is that for obvious reasons, it's easier for those with Israeli ID to carry out these attacks, especially of course, in, in central move, Israel, they can obviously. Go into areas that are, so, the so, can. so the numbers bear it out. They bear out not just the statistic, but they bear out how difficult it is for authorities and uh, security personnel to deal with this whole situation. Right. Um, by the way, back to Iran for a second. So the, I saw on Ynet, it says Iran is, according to the State Department, according to the United States State Department, Iran is the world's top state sponsor of terrorism. And that's why it is, it is sometimes, I don't want to say comical, but it is, it is absurd sometimes when you think of this Iran deal and then out of Washington you hear an admission that Iran is the world's top state sponsor of terrorism and ISIS was designated as the greatest threat globally, according to the U.S. State Department's annual report on global terrorist activity. Last year, 28,000 people were killed and over 11,000 attacks in 92 countries. 13% decrease compared to figures in 2014. And, and they are attributing the majority, whatever that means, you know, the highest percentage, to, to you know, heading back to Iran, showing that they are sponsors of these terror attacks. They're number one, Malcolm. Well, we knew that. And I know, but in fact, we ran a conference this week about Iran beyond the nuclear issues because we're trying to get people to focus on the violation of human rights, the aggressive behavior, the efforts to undermine regimes, their support for terrorism. I mean, remember Hamas, Hezbollah, they just announced that they were back putting uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad back on the payroll. They, they, uh, their activities, and, and one of the presentations, which I've discussed here on the air a long time ago, and, and years ago said that South America is the new front. Right. He says now that there are 40 to 50,000 Iranian agents operating in South America, and when you hear the extent of, of their activity, and a report will come out in the coming days about the murder of Nisman and how that ties into Iran's network within Iran, uh, within Argentina and the bombings uh, of the Amiya, etc. That'll be out by next Friday? 
I hope it'll be out by next. He hopes it was just the, with legal issues that were uh, holding it up. Oh, that, that legal review. That'll be big. And by the way, whoever releases it, they better have a lot of security around them. He's an amazing guy. He's not Jewish. He's a, a, a South American, a remarkable man. And unfortunately, you know, administration and others they don't pay attention to him. Thank God the members of Congress have had him. But he, he has warned for years about and and has hard and fast document. He's a scholar. He studies this. Uh, he's not a propagandist, and when he tells the story of of where's uh, Iran and and its influence and the network, uh, the global network, yeah, I'm including a, in the United States, I'm not Canada. Jo- I'm not joking about the security. No, I, I'm, that's not a joke at all. Yeah, no. when we look at global terror, if you take away Iran, so many of the problems would would resolve. Uh, Hezbollah, the, the, the Gaza situation would change dramatically. Look at, let, let, me, let, let me read these two. Let me read these, on your point, let me read these two short paragraphs. I'm so frustrated by this issue today. Despite signing a nuclear deal with Tehran and lifting sanctions, the U.S. accuses Iran of continuing to supply arms and funds to terrorist organizations around the world, including Hezbollah in Lebanon. That's number one. You just made that point. Last January, after having signed the nuclear deal with Iran, U.S. Secretary of State Kerry admitted that some of the money would, quote, end up in the hands of the IRGC, Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps, or other entities, some of which are labeled terrorists. I mean, what we are facilitating for the world's number one sponsor of terrorism, according to the United States State Department, is, is, is overwhelming. It's unbelievable we are, what we are allowing them to get away with. But it's very believable, and that is part of the reason... What I said before about the perception, uh, even if it's it, 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 one can put aside the reality, but perception becomes reality, and the perception is that here is Iran working to undermine Saudi Arabia, working in, in every area, undermining every regime in, in the area, controlling today Baghdad, controlling Damascus and Beirut and, and Sana'a and Yemen, right. and uh, through proxies and directly. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's why what I reported about the missile base is so important because it's an attempt to, for them to extend their borders, their their military borders and operational field. And we're facilitating it in ways. And, you know, we're in a conflict situation, but yep. it's an internal conflict because one hand we want to fight ISIS and with them, and the other hand we don't want to give them control in Iraq. In Raqqa or, or in Fallujah, we're facing these, these, these immediate problems. And you see Soleimani going into Iraq and, and um, mobilizing the Iraqi Shiite militias, who are extreme radical groups, and, uh, to, 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 and Iran is supporting them and aiding them to be in the forefront of this in order to extend their, their influence. Unbelievable. Oh, we'll get to the top of the hour in a second. I just want to mention on, on the topic of policy coming out of the United States, President Obama has, in fact, again, used the six-month postponement for the move of the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, right? That became official this week? Yeah, but that's more or less automatic. Yeah. Uh, Since 1999. This has been happening for a long time already. 1995. 1995, wow. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial broadcasting live. From the Sony and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Malcolm Holmline is with us. Don't forget our parade coverage. Sunday, 11 a.m. it starts. We'll go all the way until 4 o'clock. Pray for good weather, everybody, and come and celebrate Israel on the streets of New York City, up Fifth Avenue. Uh, I don't think we could say, we could emphasize it anymore, Malcolm. Everybody out there, rain or shine, should be there and should show support for Israel 
uh, you know, the as everything that's going on, including the BDS movement and so many other things that are happening that we discuss each and every week, there is no better way to show support than to physically be there and to voice our uh, our our support and our joy in being supporters of Israel. And I know you'll be there on Sunday. Absolutely. There you go. And by the way, it's Yom Yerushalayim on Sunday, 49th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. How do you like that? I'll be participating via live hookup with the celebration that will be at America's Arab with the Prime Minister and others that uh, Yudha Zaretsky has organized, Bridges of Gold, and we will uh, uh, have a chance to link for the celebration, and which will launch the build-up to the 50th anniversary of the unification. And I hope everybody, all those who talk about Jerusalem, who care about this, to be not only to participate, but also to join in the efforts to, to plan for massive celebration, to reclaim Jerusalem, to put the lie to the UNESCO, and as I say, take the D out of BDS. Yeah. And we can. We and can. we can beat it, and we can, and we will win, ultimately. But everybody will be held to account for what they do and don't do. Hey, in May of 2017, we hopefully are going to be broadcasting there for that week for the 50th anniversary. I hope you make time for us, Mr. Honline. Oh, 100%. Fit us into the schedule somehow, <laughs> I beg you. On the topic of Jerusalem, so two issues. Number one, um, you're familiar with the fact that uh, Yehuda Glick, who's now a member of Knesset and who uh, liked to frequent, likes to frequent the Temple Mount, God bless him, uh, now is not allowed to go up there because of the rule that the Prime Minister has asked him to follow in terms of uh, members of the Parliament, that he's, he's now a member of the Parliament, member of Knesset, uh, shouldn't go up there. Uh, Ramadan starts Tuesday. Uh, do you think that um, Arab MKs are going to adhere to the Prime Minister's request? Well, they adhere to very few of the requests and even to many of the laws. And the um, uh, so I... I can't predict what the, what they will or will not do. Yehuda Glick did announce that he would adhere to it. Right. And today he even said that, uh, praised the Prime Minister and saying that he's basically with the settlers and um, gave it a positive uh, uh, spin. But um, we can't tell what, uh, what they're going to do ever. And I wasn't even aware of the fact, and again, good to focus today on this for a minute because Yom Yerushalayim is uh, Sunday, tomorrow night. I was not even aware of the fact that the construction problem, the, the construction problem that has led to the, to the destruction of so many precious artifacts, no doubt, is still going on on, on Harabayit, on the Temple Mount. I, I didn't even realize that this was an issue that was still uh, you know, out of control, so to speak. We had an incident this week where the Waqf, which is the religious trust, who, who, have, uh, who govern, uh, govern the place or, or watch the place, it's uh, actually under Jordanian supposed to be under Jordanian control, right. um, they started destroying again archaeologically important, I mean, sacred territory on the on the Harabayat, on the Temple Mount, to build bathrooms. Because, you know, with Ramadan starting, so you have a lot more people. And right. Israel offered to, to put up uh, portable uh, toilets, and instead they started the, con the construction, which is destruction, again, and they... they um, there was protests about it, and they tried, the city stopped it. The council passed a resolution, et cetera, to to uh, to stop it. And uh, so, yes, they, they they don't stop any time, and it includes the the political maneuvers about the claim to Jerusalem, et cetera. And by the way, uh, you know, Mayor Barkat gave a, a tough speech, which uh, in, uh, over uh, yesterday, where he said that. Um, he praised the people for coping with the terror, but he accused the government 
of uh, of freezing construction in Jerusalem, which is becoming a bigger and bigger issue, and you have an out-migration of Jews, even though the Jewish birth rate has gone up and surpasses, by the way, the Arab birth rate in Jerusalem, but the percentage of population is Jewish is going down because people can't find housing. And the um, and there is there is a freeze in, in Jewish areas while we see a lot of construction often in the in the Arab areas. This is becoming a big political issue. And I assume that the real estate prices in the Jewish areas are much higher than in the Arab areas. Much higher, I would guess. Um, the we know about countries that have citizens that you know a certain percentage of their citizens that have a desire to join ISIS. The the Arab Israeli population is there is is it starting to become an epidemic that more and more of them are defecting and heading to uh, join ISIS? No, it's not an epidemic. I think that there are currently, if I'm not mistaken, 36 people, uh, 36 is Israeli Arabs who, who are fighting there. There have been a number who've been arrested who try to come back. Um, so it is still a relatively small percentage. But the question is, what is the percentage of support? It is higher and uh, but it's certainly not, uh, you know, a majority or, or anything close to that. Uh, there's a peace conference convening. Uh, it's called the peace conference, I think, right? Convening in Paris today. Is that what they're yeah. calling it? Well, yeah, they're certainly calling it a lot of things. Now the problem there. is, <laughs> the problem is that the <laughs> two primary peace partners aren't there. <laughs> well, they weren't invited, and, we, we, and people should know that it's not a boycott by Israel. Because right. people said to me, "Why is Israel boycotting the conference?" And they said they're, they're excluded from it. Right. And and part of the problem you have with this, you know, it always sounds good when people say, well, you need a peace process and stuff. And and um, Hollande in his remarks at the conference at the opening it, uh, sort of indicated that the, uh, you know, the parties aren't capable and it's it's disruptive of the, of the region and, and promotes terror. I mean, did you ever look at the terrorism inside France and the fact that half his army is deployed inside France? And the, the challenge, and whether he's doing this to placate the Muslim population, to be relevant, to, to you know, play a key role, it, it isn't clear. But um, this can be very mischievous because it again gives the, the PA and Abbas in particular the excuse not to negotiate with, uh, with the prime minister and not to sit down with Israel to talk because they feel the international community will build up pressure, which is what they're always trying to do. And... Um, uh, and to um, you know equate responsibility at the very least, but right. but everybody knows that the bulk of the pressure will be placed only on Israel. It's not going to be placed uh, on the Palestinians. That, that's Israelis why he's welcomed President Sisi's uh, initiative and said that's you know a, a better path than than the Europeans coming in uh, because it, it it tries to impose terms openly or, or, you know, more camouflaged, but in fact, that's the, the end, and that's why they don't have to compromise, that's why they don't have to negotiate. So there, there's, um, it's an attempt, again, to dictate a solution from the outside. It hasn't worked for the last hundred years, and it's not going to work now. But that's why they get 26 countries to be represented. You can get countries, you know, they'll come there because people, you know, are afraid that they won't, they don't want to be left out of it, and they're invited to this, uh, you know, to come to Paris and have a good time. Um, but, you know, th th there is no record, and the United States is there, even though the United States has expressed the reservations and initially didn't want to. Um, 
but they're saying, France will say, well, and the French officials told me, this is not to replace direct negotiations. We're trying to encourage it. We're trying to set the tone and have all of these countries there say that they will be supportive of direct talks. Well, if, if Egypt, that is a neighbor and has a big stake in it, w- would be enough to, to get the talks if the Palestinians really wanted to get going. Yeah. The answer is that this is, again, their attempt to, to avoid responsibility. Abbas said this week he'll be more than happy to talk with the brand-new Defense Minister Lieberman if he's for a two-state solution. I don't know what Lieberman has to say or not say in order to get that meeting going, but um, it's hard to believe Abbas <laughs> at this stage that he's ready to sit down with anybody on the Israeli side. I, uh, I think that uh, you know they, they've learned to play the game, the PR game. Somebody obviously tells them, you know, reach out, do these things. Make this statement, and, right. And make this statement, you know, because it always shifts the onus. And he, he keeps dumping on Israel the responsibility when, if you look at how many offers, how many times has the prime minister said, my office is open, I'll cancel everything, I'm ready to come. We're not far apart, you know, distant uh, from each other. And, uh, and his own internal situation, he does not want to face an election because, you know, he's in his 11th year of a four-year term. He, he knows that Hamas would likely beat him, and certainly that they want to get rid of him. And he keeps saying he's old, he's tired, he wants to get out. Well, maybe this time, always the argument is that he's better than the alternatives. At some point, he's not. Yeah. And, you know, they, they got to either stand up and lead the, give the Palestinians some leadership that, that takes them away from, keep, from praising the killers of Jews and, and, uh, and the incitement, that, the official incitement that comes. And um, and take on responsibility. Start rebuilding the economy. They're, they'll find plenty of allies in Israel and elsewhere to start changing the situation if they have responsible people to do it with. How's the uh, transition gone, by the way? The new Israeli government. Everything okay during the first week? Everything went smoothly? Mm, well, first, there's been no shootings, and everybody <laughs> seems to have gotten over the initial uh, transition. So so far, so good. As they I mean, say, people are saying they'll work with uh, Lieberman and. Lieberman's very smart, I guess, in a way, and he will handle it uh, smart. We'll have to see when the first tests come. Did we did we even discuss last week? I, I honestly just don't even remember anymore. Um, the 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 advantage, if there is any, to the fact that he speaks Russian, Lieberman, and that might help the uh, relationship between Israel and Putin, or is that a non-factor? Well, it's not his Russian speaking. The fact is that he does supposedly have a, a close relationship with uh, Putin. Uh, that always helps, of course. Russia is still a player right. uh, in the region, more more in the region than it was in the past, less on the international scene because its its economy is in ruins. The country itself is facing very serious challenges, both internally and externally. Um, the um, uh, But Putin has taken advantage of, of the situation. He moves in where he sees weakness. He takes advantage of the vacuum, uh, has positioned himself brilliantly in, in Syria, with minimal in investment, is increasing the footprint throughout the, the region. So the relationship there. But Bibi has a good relationship with Putin. They, they do talk. And uh, Putin once told me that, that he told Arafat even that if you attack Israel, you attack Russia. I have a million citizens there, and, my, you know, I'm going to be there to protect them. Wow. Well, we don't know. You know, they still sold the S-300 to Iran, and they've done, they're yeah. doing other things. But... Um, but uh, well, as we've seen in the Syria, remember all the fear about what will happen with the planes and Israeli ability to maneuver. Yeah, they worked it out. It's unbelievable. Maybe he thinks it's worth the risk because of the money that he gets from Iran. 
<laughs> well, he's saying, no, that's not, I know you, you may be joking, but it's not. It's, well, I'm not it's, joking. I'm no, saying, it's a real fact. Right. I'm saying, I'm a saying that. he's dollars that, coming that, in, and, you know, they right, and, cut and, of everything. And he's probably thinking that the <laughs> so risk. See, it's a personal interest. He's probably thinking that the risk of Israel, of, I, of Iran actually attacking Israel is so minimal that, you know, it's worthwhile for him to make these business deals. That's what I would think, unless he's just, you know. Well, but the reverse is, is the critical thing, and if the S-300 limits Israel's ability or anybody's ability because it is a very effective system, but we don't know if it's operational. You know, they delayed and delayed. We don't know if all the parts are actually there. The, fence, the fact that they sent the missiles doesn't mean the system is is actually deployed yet. So they can. there are a lot of ways that they can help uh, delay that. Uh, but he wanted the money, and, and uh, he got it. Uh, yes, he did. The, uh, the rumor is that uh, Donald Trump is going to head to Israel before the convention. Convention. What does this tell us about the uh, Jewish vote role in this upcoming election? I know you don't like talking about this election, but there has to be... I mean, if he would in fact make this move, it, it has to tell us something about the influence of the Jewish vote in certain states in this country. It does, and I think... Uh, you know, he has an interest in, in showing that he has some foreign policy exposure. Um, I, I don't know whether uh, pundits will say it's wise or not wise to do it, especially before the convention or even before the election. Uh, and is it does he visit only Israel? What about the Jordan or other countries there? Or does he visit, you know, there used to be, uh, they used to talk of the three eyes. Right. The Ireland, Italy, go to Ireland, Italy, and Israel. <laughs> I thought, I, I, thought that's, I thought that's for mayor of New York. <laughs> that, that, well, yeah, but it's it, it was more expansive. But but the uh, look, the fact is that Jews are in strategically important states where we have the largest concentration. Even though overall our numbers are, are small, could are you the, could you remind our listeners that none of them can ever come out against the electoral college? It is what continues to make the Jewish vote important and influential in this country. If we switch, yeah, the old saw was that the God gave oil to the Arabs and the electoral college to the Jews. Exactly. So it's it is very important because of the the voice it gives to minorities, that it, yeah. and it is the blessing of America that Jews can count. We see in Europe how governments often count out to the much larger Muslim populations, which in most countries outnumbers Jews ten to one. Um, and that here, that we are given the opportunity, and the question is, do we take advantage of it? Do people participate sufficiently in it? And, you know, we have such a long history of, of uh, you know, where we lived at the sufferance of others. You know, this week I participated in the 75th anniversary of the Farhud in Iraq, where, you know, 100 Jews were killed uh, 75 years ago uh, in, in Baghdad, and elsewhere and thousands were injured, their property looted, their homes burnt, and the government, in an investigation, said it was the Hajj al-Amin al-Husseini, whom you will identify as the Mufti. Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, right. and the uncle of Arafat, and the Nazi Arabs, mm. Nazi-leading Arabs. You know mm. that there was great support for uh, Nazis in, in Iraq, as there was in Iran. Iran changed its name from Persia to Iran in identification with the Nazis. But the... Um, uh, in 1939, the Nazi fervor was explosive in, in Iraq. Uh, Iraq was the top Nazi ally in the, in the Arab world. 
but this manifestation this was not what happened after 1948 when of course and and uh, later on in the decades afterwards when the jews were essentially driven out 1969 you had uh, hangings of uh, of jews and academics uh, jewish academics and others but this is uh, you know 1941 and people don't know this dimension because Everybody thinks that the Holocaust only took place and the, the, the dynamic was all European-centered. But, it, you know, and there were camps in Morocco and Tunisia. We know that the, about the Nazi sympathizers and the role, uh, and some conscripts, it was the, the um, Grand Mufti headed a, a very vicious brigade. I think they were based in Bosnia, a Muslim brigade, that um, was considered one of the most ruthless in, in, during the war. Boy, oh boy. So many pieces of our history that have been so devastating. We have to especially, I mean, I know that the big celebration is happening Sunday in New York, I, I, but we sometimes just have to understand and, and realize the miracle that we're living in right now. 49 years, reunification of Jerusalem, the incredible miracle of the state of Israel, the incredible safety for Jews around the world provided by the IDF and the state of Israel, all in light of the hundreds and thousands of years of episodes like the one you just spoke about. And it's, Edwin Black has uh, worked hard to, we wrote a book about it and, you know, helped foster the remembrance. We had a session at the UN about it last year, and, you know, but but even this, which is within the lifetime of many of the people, many people, um, is virtually forgotten. So when we have a chance to celebrate, we should. You know, they said Simcha is the hardest uh, a mitzvah to fulfill of of infusing joy, especially when we come to a three day yontif. Everybody complains, and rather than saying what a great opportunity, look at the celebration, be with family to to celebrate Judaism, to remember what happened at Har Sinai, to to strengthen us. The BDS is losing; they're not affecting Israel's economy. It's three billion dollars in investment last year. It's increasing every year. Where they're winning, I think, mostly is in, in dissuading Jews, young Jews especially, from speaking yeah. up and being yeah. proud and being able to tell the truth about Israel. That's our strongest weapon. And, and our case is, is so overwhelming. And you look at the real miracles that Israel represents. Look at the 8 million people in one place, just 75% of them Jews, and the, a great democracy and with all the Tsars and with all of the little petty things that, that we talk about. The... The truth is that it's unbelievable, and more discoveries all the time, you know, that they found now new documents, in, and they're protecting them in the caves because they were being looted from the Dead Sea Scrolls and, and related stuff. All the time, new things being uncovered and discovered that should just strengthen us and be remind us of, it, of hey, the past. I'm sorry. No, you're 100% right. I just wanted to remind everybody as you're saying all this that we're going to be celebrating Jerusalem on Monday. Yom Yerushalayim is Sunday. We're going to celebrate here Monday both Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chevron. As you just said, an opportunity to celebrate, to recognize the miracle, and be part of a an international Jewish celebration. It, it, the point you're making on the BDS thing is so important. We've got to give our kids and grandchildren a reason. A reason. Show them how incredible it is to be a supporter of Israel and to enjoy what Israel has to offer. And uh, it's such an important message, and I hope we can get that across to everybody. It's, and, and over and over again, and in our schools and in yep. other places, 
and and what, what we should do is explain to them the context in which this BDS takes place. That it's it's a small group, uh, relatively on on most of the campuses. It's becoming more and more virulent. We see much more outward uh, uh, public manifestations of anti-Semitism, which is the core of this. This is not about policies. You can criticize policies of Israel, and and uh, if it's on legitimate grounds, that's not what this is about. This is about Israel's right to exist, about the right to the state to exist. And when we take it for granted and we don't stand up for Yerushalayim, this has been the, the Achilles heel of the Jewish people, that whenever our enemies wanted to attack us, they would attack Jerusalem. They would tell us, look, you lost Jerusalem. Jerusalem was destroyed. Jerusalem, and, and now we have it in a rebuilt Jerusalem and how much we all love to go there and to celebrate it. That's why UNESCO. But, but the BDS movement traces itself to what happened when the Jew, the Romans changed the name of Judea to Philistia. Yeah. That was the first attempt at BDS to deny the legitimacy of the Jewish people and the Jewish claim. And it was true of Zionism racism, it was true of the Arab boycott in 47. I mean, there's a long history of this. It's, and we beat all of them, and we will beat this. It's not a 21st century invention. It's just uh, reusing old methods of the past. Simple as that. Uh, people, the Shabbos, will talk to their kids and talk it with their families and... Uh, and rabbis will talk about it. How many places have a Yom Yerushalayim celebration? Yep. It's a tragedy. Yep, it certainly is. It certainly is. Uh, Malcolm, we'll see you Sunday. Have a wonderful Shabbos. We'll speak again next week. Malcolm Holmline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. How many places have Yom Yerushalayim celebrations? How many shuls in our area will finish... Mariv tomorrow night, and in addition to wishing everybody a Shavua Tov, we'll wish everybody a Chag Sameach. I'm not even saying you have to do anything. Ritually, you don't want to do anything on Yom Yerushalayim, but at least acknowledge the day, at least acknowledge that God performed one of the most amazing miracles when you think of the context of the last 2,000 years. Maybe that, maybe that, Shavua Tov and Chag Sameach. Day 41 in the counting of the Omer, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas B'chul Kosai. This is Shabbos Chazak. We have the privilege this Shabbos of completing the third book of the Torah, Sefer Vayikra. Moreover, in compliance with the end of the Gemara Megillah, which teaches that we are to read annually the Parsha of Bichukosai before the Yom Tov of Shavuos. Indeed, we'll have the privilege of reading next week on the day before Shavuos, Parshas Bamidbar, which we'll talk about next week. Why? In reality, a kind of buffer. Buffer, you might ask, to what? Well, we are judged on Shavuos, says the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, in the second Mishnah. We're judged on Perosa Elon, on the quality, quantity of the fruit of the tree. And therefore, it is a very old law found in the Gemara that we read Parshas Pichukosai as a kind of 
call to tshuva when we have in this week's parsha in the twelve mitzvos seven positive and five restrictions you have in this week's parsha the tochacha the curses that will befall the Jewish people if they don't follow the laws of the Torah so the idea is that in order to help us and prepare for Shavuos and the Yom Hadin the praying for the fruits of the trees we read the Tochacha before Shavuos as indeed we read the other Tochacha in the book of Devarim before Rosh Hashanah I'd like to point out a very special verse within the Tochacha we're in chapter 26 it's Pasuk 32 and the Torah says something nothing less than fantastic says the Torah in the middle of describing all the tragedies that are going to befall the Jewish people says the Torah God says I will make the land desolate and your enemies who dwell upon it will be desolate in simple English what the Pasuk is teaching us is something fantastic you the Jewish people unfortunately will no longer deserve to keep the land you will not subscribe to the very beginning of the Parsha which says it very clearly if you go with God's laws if you attach yourself to the study and observance of Torah then you're going to be blessed with unbelievable blessings as you'll see but if unfortunately you do not then you will no longer live in your land however you might think that once you are exiled from your land you're going to lose your connection to the land and those peoples who will conquer you will be able to settle your land says Rashi and I quote <coughs> I says God will babysit the land or literally make sure the land stays desolate says Rashi Zumida Tovali Israel this is nothing but very good news to the Jewish people that your enemies will not find nachas ruach contentment satisfaction in your land rather the land is going to be desolate from inhabitants no other people are going to be able to settle your land and the Ramban earlier in this parsha in his commentary on Pasuk Yud Zayin the Ramban writes as follows he expands what Rashi says that 
Lo simsa, listen to his delicious words. Bechol hayishuv, you will not find in all civilization Eretz asher hitova urachava, a land which is so good, expansive, vasher no sheves, and was so heavily settled and populated. Vehi chareva, and now that it is in its state of destruction, ki meyaz <coughs> from the time that we left it, lo kibla umavalashon, it did not accept in itself in the place of the Jewish people, any other people, the Chulam, listen to this, Mishtadlim Hoshiva, all the nations that conquered the land attempted to settle it, the Ain Lael Yodam, but to no success. There is incredible Hashgacha Pratis, there is his credible, divine, literally, Providence between the land of Israel and the people of Israel and this is what is seen from this week's parsha. This is a further substantiation of the concept that you find at the end of Parshas Akev, where the Torah says in regarding Eretz Yisrael, it says Eretz, it is a land that what? Asher Enei Hashem Elokecha Doresh Osa, a land that God literally seeks it out, is concerned about it. Tamit Enei Hashem Elokecha Ba, chapter 11, verse 12, in the fifth book of the Torah, constantly are the eyes of God upon it. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And the commentaries point out, including the Ramban, that it means God first tends to Eretz Yisrael and sees what it needs. And once He sends blessings to Eretz Yisrael, He sends blessings to the rest of the world as well. And that's why I say this all the time. After you eat your tuna sandwich and you say thank you to Hashem for the food in the first bracha and in the second bracha you say thank you Hashem for Eretz Yisrael. Excuse me, what does Eretz Yisrael have to do with your eating your tuna sandwich? And the answer is as follows, that our bread, even though it doesn't come literally from Eretz Yisrael, and our tuna doesn't mean it was caught off the land, off the shores of Eretz Yisrael, but it does mean as follows, that the blessing that we have for our food outside Eretz Yisrael comes from that which God is extending blessings to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, after we've eaten, the second bracha says thank you to Hashem <coughs> for the very special gift of Eretz Yisrael. There's such a strong bond between the land of Israel and the people of Israel throughout these 1800 plus years that there were only a handful of Jews living in Eretz Yisrael yet every wedding throughout the world where two Jews 
were married. How did it end? It ended with the breaking of the glass, which was a reminder to us that we don't yet have our Beis HaMikdash. Every Pesach Seder ended the Shona Habah B'Yerushalayim. There was this pining for Yerushalayim. And the Hashkocha Pratis, the special divine relationship between God and the land is dependent on us. Now what does that mean? The Torah says in this week's parish at the beginning, if you do yours, right, in so you're going to have all different brachos, including Venosati, I will place. God promises Venosati Shalom Boaretz. There will be peace in the land. Now we have been privileged to see incredible response of the land to the Jewish people. But we have not yet seen shalom in our land. And so when it says in Pasuk Vav, in this week's parsha, in the very beginning, shalom and literally I will provide, says Hashem, peace in the land. What do we have to do, the Torah says in the opening verse? We keep the chukim, we keep the mitzvot, then Hashem will do His. And when I say we, it's not just those Jews living in Eretz Yisrael, but even those Jews outside of Eretz Yisrael as well, we have a strong connection with the land of Israel. When the Gemara asks in the beginning of Brachos, Tell me, when they heard in Bo- they heard that in Eretz Yisrael, Ikosabi Bebavel, are there really elderly people in Bavel? After all, does not the Torah say at the end of the second paragraph, the man Yirbu Al you'll have the blessing of longevity on your land, the land, the land of Israel. So the Gemara says, Oh, wait a minute, they heard that there are Bateknesios, Bate Midrashos, there are houses of prayer, there are houses of study where they come early and they leave late. Ah, says the Gemara, this is what is giving them that ability for longevity. And the rabbis understand that the the synagogues and the uh, houses of study in outside of Eretz Yisrael have a Kedusha Besides the standard Kedusha, Space Knesset, Space Medrash, there's that additional Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael which is found therein. They say the Vilna Gaon would walk intentionally four Amos, six feet in his base Medrash, keeping in mind I'm connecting to the land of Israel. This is so powerful. And I have to t- share with you. A delicious Gemara. The Gemara is found in Ksubos, Ayin Hei Amr Aleph, 75a. And the Gemara cites a Pasuk from Tehillim. And there in Tehillim, 87.5, the Gemara quotes the Pasuk, Ulitzion Ye Omer, Ish Ish, 
איש ואיש, יולד בו, והוא יכונניהו עליון. Talking about in the future that all the peoples will return in the time of Mashiach, all Jews back to their home. Which Jews are going to be returned? This man, this man was born in her. Now what does that mean, this man, this man? So Rabbi Yesha Bar Berei, the grandson of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, said, be it the one who was actually born in Zion, and the one who yearns to see her. Both of them are considered what someone who is inextricably bound to Eretz Yisrael, to Yerushalayim. And just as Dovr HaMelech says in Tilim Kuf Chav Beis, some Shira Malos, so Mahti Biomrim Li, Pesa Shem Literally, I rejoiced when they said to me, Let us go to the house of Hashem. Umdos Hoyu Raglenu, Bishorayach Yerushalayim. Our feet stood firm within the gates of Yerushalayim. And here it is Yerushalayim Habinuya. Literally, the built-up Yerushalayim, Ki'ir Shechur Yachtov, is like a city that is united together. Yerushalayim united all Jews. There was only one Beis Hamikdash for all Jews, and please God, there'll be in the future <coughs> one Beis Hamikdash for all Jews. But just as Yerushalayim united us in the past. So too does Yerushalayim unite us in the present, in the actual present itself, that we who yearn and pine for Yerushalayim, we are literally considered an integral part thereof. And so, not only by our helping financially, each and every one of us in our own way, Eretz Yisrael, but also by our coming stronger to the Beis HaKnesses, stronger to the Beis HaMedrash, increasing our chasodim, this is our way as well of increasing the religiosity, the ruchnius, and our ruchnius as well is going to help bring about peace in Eretz Yisrael as we are assured by the opening paragraph of Parshas B'chu Kosai. Please God, we should be zoche to this very special gift. B'mheira b'yameinu. Shabbat Shalom to all.
راهی بشلام ابتدت بالا کم ببینم خوب تاولم I'm saying 
עטרת בעלה, גם ברינה. I'm Yaakov Shweki and Boy Vishalom. 13 minutes before 9 o'clock. Friday, JM in the AM. Naomi Nachman coming up at 9 o'clock. JMTheAM.org and on the NSN app. And you can comment on the app, of course, as our programming goes on. Um, she'll have a um, full hour of table for two. Let me just get you the information about who she's going to be speaking to. So you uh, will see why it's worthwhile to tune in and enjoy. Jamie Geller, the founder of Joy of Kosher. And Dini Klein from DiniDelivers.com will both be with her. Naomi Nachman in studio, table for two. The video will be up at NachumSiegel.com. Audio everywhere else, of course. Check it out. Get ready to enjoy. Uh, Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos music mix happens starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time all the way until candlelighting time, which today is 8.03. So, boy, that'll be one amazing Arab Shabbos music mix. Make sure you have it on in your car. In your uh, home, in your kitchen, in your office, wherever you may be today. Sunday's the parade. We'll start with JM Sunday with Matis. Matis presents JM Sunday this coming Sunday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. He'll speak on Yom Yerushalayim with Neely Block, champion Muay Thai enthusiast, who will talk about her kickboxing career and her pride in representing Israel. That happens um, uh, during JM Sunday, which airs between 7 and 9 Eastern Time at 11 o'clock. American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem presents our amazing broadcast from 5th Avenue and 64th Street in New York City. We will be celebrating Israel, the Celebrate Israel Parade. We'll start at 11 a.m. Pray for good weather, of course. But rain or shine, we are scheduled to be there and be speaking to you. And uh, Mary Malwalek is going to join me on the broadcast. We'll have a full team there. And we'll try to give you the sights and sounds of 5th Avenue as we enjoy to celebrate Israel Parade, which we enjoy each year, of course. And again, don't give up on the good weather for Sunday. And please show up rain or shine, please. And if you have to leave early because of the weather, make sure to be tuned in to us and enjoy the uh, sights and sounds of Fifth Avenue in New York City. Hey, a reminder from our friends at Ohel this coming Tuesday night, starting at 6 p.m., at the home of the Brecher family in Lawrence, New York. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sports experience as Mariano Rivera 
will be at the once-in-a-lifetime pre-Father's Day barbecue again this coming Tuesday night starting at 6 p.m. in Lawrence, Long Island. Uh, there'll be private time with Mariano, photos, autographs, baseball toss, Q&A session, etc., etc., etc. Details, sponsorship levels, etc., 718-686-3214, 718-686-3214 for the great Mariano Rivera. That's his coming Tuesday night on behalf of our friends at Ohel. All right, so keep that in mind. Want to wish a happy birthday to Mayor Cruder and thank him. He'll be there on Fifth Avenue with us. Mayor Cruder of Cruder Photography is going to be snapping away this coming Sunday. As we get the sights and sounds, he'll be uh, preserving some of the sights with his uh, camera. Mayor Cruder, Cruder Photography, K-R-U-T-E-R.com, Cruder.com for information. We thank him for following us around to all these major events. It's a lot of fun. We get some great photos afterwards. Told you about the contest that's going on as we are asking people to uh, take photos at the Celebrate Israel Parade and submit them to our Instagram account, at NachumSiegelNet. Uh, details, if you go to NachumSiegel Network Facebook update page, you'll see one of the posts, one of the recent posts, gives you all the details about the contest. Monday is Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chevron. Actually, it's Yom Chevron, but we'll celebrate Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chevron. Mayor Weingarten and I will be in studio Monday, and we will celebrate here at JM in the AM. We are looking forward to that celebration. The uh, sounds of 1967 between 8 and 9 on Monday morning, at some point between 8 and 9. The sounds of 1967, which bring tears to the eyes of many in this audience for good reason. So we'll do that for you on Monday. And if you're near the Mizrahi on Sunday morning, Yom Yerushalayim Tefillah starting at 8 a.m. Yom Yerushalayim Tefillah starting at 8 a.m. Sunday morning, 249 East Broadway on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. The Mizrahi will be observing Yom Yerushalayim. Yehuda Green, Mimkomcha, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, JM in the AM.
Well, Ben Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Sivan will be on Tuesday. One day Rosh Chodesh is coming Tuesday. Candle lighting at 8.03 on this era of Shabbos. A lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Shabbos Chazak, as we wrap up the book of Ayikra, day 41 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 41 is the number. Time to say good Shabbos. Journeys at JM in the AM. Thank you.
Rabbeinu Israel and Afti Mechem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a great week for us here at JMNAM. Thank you so much for tuning in. Naomi Nachman is next on jmnam.org and the video at nachomsegel.com on the homepage. Table for Two is next, followed by the Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos Music Mix. Matis has an amazing JM Sunday coming up Sunday morning on Yom Yushalayim. And we have an amazing uh, broadcast of the parade coming up starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time Sunday from Fifth Avenue, brought to you by the American Friends of Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Make sure to join us. Join us on social media, etc. And then Monday, Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chevron celebration. What a time of year. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Great weekend. Till Monday, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.